Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer and friends. And who are my friends? <laughs> it's, it's debatable from day to day. <laughs> sometimes I have some and sometimes I have elements of a healthy life. Our focus, our sponsors, also Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Albert Taylor, um, Endless Possibilities. So who are these people? Well, Chris Dental is our dentist and we're a place where everyone is welcome. And Michael does all kinds of cosmetic dentistry and regular dentistry. And he's one of our big sponsors of the show. Other sponsors, Elements Health Clubs. They have three facilities, count them, one, two, three, Springfield, West Eugene and Oakway, all in the state of Oregon. They have other ones too in Portland as well, since we're expanding, we could do that. But they have... Uh, amazing classes it's more like a family and tonight we have an interview with a young man who is one of their members um, but it's not really about the gym it's really about him and what he's doing uh, Kim Stark's gonna join us in just a second and she has a crazy interesting interview out of Canada we're talking to Marilyn Evans Evans is my middle name perhaps we're related but her her topic is um, there's a bill and it would actually force porno sites to verify the age of each person visiting their platform. If you want to find out more about that, I think a lot of parents out there are probably very interested in that. Kim will be talking to her about that. Bill London will join us with the news and we'll have all kinds of fun. So first we have uh, Kim Stark joining us. Kim, hey, how you doing? It's Tuesday. It is. It's so, Tuesday and that means health time. I know I found an interesting one tonight, Rick. So uh, you did, you found a really good one. So Kim, one of the elements of a healthy life is a really good question for our viewers. That's right. Okay, so last week we asked what is oil pulling and a lot of people came in and said, oh, I do that. I swish with oil every morning. So today we decided to do what fruit makes you the happiest. And Rick and I were talking about how our viewers would never cheat and just go try to Google. So we need it to be like well, trivia. Actually, what happened was Kim said, I tried to find something that was not Googleable. 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 Is that a word? I did. It's a, it's a word now. I like it. Yeah, I didn't want to find something that they could just go search right away. And this one makes you think a little. There is a fruit. Hi, Gary. There is a fruit that makes you happiest. Uh oh. Somebody said mango. Okay, no. Good guess. Um, okay, that Tina, is not keep going, you guys. So uh -huh. there's oh oh they're they're like into this tonight. Watermelon. Aren't they? Ooh, good good guesses. Should we even? Uh, they haven't guessed it yet, but should we? We'll we'll keep them guessing. We won't tell them yet because yeah. Rick doesn't know either. Guessing. We'll we'll tell you when we get a winner. But we'll that's your question. Yeah. Oh, of course. Brenda says passion fruit. Passion fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> dragon fruit, nectarine. Oh these are awesome. <laughs> nectarine. Oh gosh, we need to be making a list of these. Kiwi. Kiwi. I haven't seen it yet. Strawberries. Oh, it's just a matter of time. Well, you guys keep guessing. I'll keep putting them up on the screen. You guys, I just we're going to do a little change of pace here because we have Maryland's in Canada, and it's you know it's probably later there, and so yeah, we want to make sure that. that our foreign guests are treated with our 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 U.S. hospitality. So Bill's going to come <laughs> at the end of the show, but he'll have all of his news, and we got a couple other interviews for you. You guys keep throwing your stuff in there, and Kim, um, I'm going to run the open, and then yeah. we'll get uh, right to you. Okay. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five.
All right, good evening, everybody. And tonight we are joined by Marilyn Evans. I'm so excited to get this interview because I've been working on this for a little while. Ever since I came across your site, I saw your page on Instagram. And as a mom and teacher, this is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. So if so, for those of you who have ever heard of this, it's called Parents Aware. And um, yeah, like we said, Marilyn is out of Canada, but this organization was kind of created because out of a passion for you being a mom. Is that kind of, yeah, and she's the founder and co-founder. So Marilyn, I'm going to let you explain a little bit about what your site is about. Yeah, yeah. so I'm a mom, I have five kids, and uh, the oldest is now 28, but you know, when we started using the internet, it kind of blindsided us that uh, there could be access to pornography. And in fact, I could see that it was really impacting my kids' lives. But I didn't know where to turn for help. I didn't know who to talk to about it. It seemed like an issue that nobody wanted to talk about. And so I did what I needed to do. And I started a, an organization to have that conversation. And that's our aim and our mission is to help parents talk to their kids about pornography because it's it's everywhere online and it's targeting our kids um, more than we know. And is it the main issue is the fact that it's free? I mean, it's free access. So, um, you know, when I was a kid, you could go buy a magazine and try to sneak in and, and find it those kind of ways. It's obviously way more available now to kids. Um, so, and I know that you know someone who's actually pushing for a bill to be passed that could help um, just like anything, it, it, people could still get around it. But tell us a little bit about how that Senate bill would work. Sure. So that's a Senate bill here in Canada. It's called Bill S-210. And you're right. You know, there's there's barriers between our kids and harmful substances in the offline world. You know, you need ID to get alcohol. You need ID to get cigarettes. You need ID to get pornography. Well, online there is no no such barriers you go to any pornographic website and there's free access because we have free pornography online and kids as young as eight years old are stumbling across this 50 percent of boys by the time they reach fifth grade that's age 9 10 11 have seen pornography that raises to 75 percent by high school and by college we're talking about 100%, 90 to 100%. And girls are trailed behind just, you know, in age and, and numbers, but they're right there as well. Like this is targeting all our kids. So the bill um, is put forward to require that pornographic websites put age verification on their own because there's there's the competition you know if one site does it the other site isn't and so we really have to mandate it unfortunately you know they have they've, well, they've shown that they out. have not put barriers say that right exactly oh I was just going to say along those lines because we're getting some comments about education and this is something that as a mom you would never think that you would have to talk to your say eight-year-old kid about this um but education is at the forefront and you on your site you actually tell parents and teach a course about how parents can approach this topic with young children. Yes, I'm so excited that we finally have our course out. And the purpose of that course is to get over those, those barriers that we have, those natural barriers. Think about talking to our kids about this. But 
It's called get off the fence because we kind of get stuck on the fence. We kind of get stuck thinking that we can't do this. And the hardest part is really taking the first step. Right. I think that's just something that we like to maybe, you know, kind of avoid, especially at a young age, but they're going to most likely be, um, you know, seeing that no matter what, you can't prevent everything. So that's kind of what made you create this site so that parents have the resources, correct? Absolutely. I don't know if I, the, you know, we, oh, did we lose her right? Pardon me. It was going we're kind of having trouble hearing you on your signal. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Now we can. Yeah. Can you hear? It's kind of in and out. I missed that last part. Oh, bummer. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll share your site. We'll put the site up so people can go to it for info. And then we'll try to get Marilyn when she can connect a little easier. It's hard when she's all the way over there in Canada. I know. All right, we'll pull her out there for a sec. So yeah, that. Um, but what a great idea, because I yeah. think that would be super tough. Um, it would be so tough to talk to your kids about this, especially at this age when you don't even want to bring up the subject. And then you think, oh, when they get to fifth grade, they'll have sex ed. But now it's starting in first, second grade. They could be, and, and not only are they, it's not if they're just searching for it, you know, they're being targeted. These kids are playing video games and things. They're actually being targeted. So it's not that they're actually even searching for it at that age necessarily. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of, um, I mean, especially with men, I know so many friends who, you know, once you sit down and have a, a real heart-to-heart -heart conversation over beer, um, have issues, huge issues with pornography. Right. And right. it started, you know, because they see that and guys are so much eye gate. Mm -hmm. um, that's how they see things. And, and yeah. once that's there, it's a problem. I mean, it's something you wrestle with for life. And so if you could have a way to stop some little poor seven or eight year old kid stumbles on that side and all of a sudden it's, you know, you're, you're, you're kicking that in. That's not it's a good thing. Full, the addiction. Right. Exactly. And actually another guy that I um, came across on Instagram and I was going to ask Marilyn, I'll, I'll email her and ask if she knows him, um, has started a site because of that, Rick, because he did stumble across it as a youngster and he had a horrible addiction and has overcome it. And he has started a site too with resources for parents and teachers um, who need to be aware of this, of this topic. So yeah, super right. fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we got the most of that interview. So that was yeah. good. I like what Mary, I like that she has the guts to do that and starts that group. And again, so you guys, here's yeah, the, so you guys here's check the email address. It's parentsaware.info. Info, and it has and tons of information. It even has, a really, a, yeah. I went there. It's a really clean website too. I like the way yes. um, that it looks and stuff like that. Let me see. Yeah, and she's on social here. media as well. Um, she, I know, dang it. She created a hotspot, but it's so hard to know if she'll have a good connection, but you know what? We got the, the, the information. So you guys, please check that out. Um, if you have any interest in that and just helping your kiddos with, um, I, I just like to be aware as a parent, I just want to be aware. So. All right. So that's our segment. Our first segment is always sponsored by Dr. Bratlin. Here's his new commercial. And, <laughs> uh, Kim and I, we talked to Bratlin last week and we kind of cringe every time because it's, I love the commercial. I'm not making fun. I just think, but he is really direct. Dr. Yes. Bratlin is not afraid of anything. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. 
for all those of you that sat back and did nothing while our civil liberties were taken away from us the last two years, shame on you. Shame on you for not fighting for our kids to be back in school and not having to wear masks. Shame on you for buying into political science, not actual science. For all those who did nothing next time, and there will be a next time, don't be complacent. Actually fight back. Well, there you go. <laughs> and he told us how he did some of those commercials in his car when he was upset. So, well, we have, I have two more because I get, because Bratlin and I are really good friends. And I'll, I'll get it today, this morning. I had, hey, listen to this one, see how you think it sounds, and then get back to me. And it's really good. But he's just, okay. he's pushing the envelope, he's pushing the, the, the lines here. Yes, so, yes. Um, as we said earlier, our sponsor tonight is Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. And they have how many, Kim? Uh, three locations in Eugene. And then you just mentioned one in Portland, which I forgot that they also have those. So we've got Springfield, we've got Oakway, and then we've got West Eugene too. And so one of the things that uh, we're doing with uh, Elements is instead of pushing the gyms, they have, I mean, all three of their gyms have swimming pools with lap pools. Um, Springfield's outside. The other two gyms are inside. Uh, they have steam rooms, saunas, everything you need, classes, all that stuff that you expect from a gym. But what you may not expect from a gym is relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I called Leah today over at West Eugene and I said, Leah, because we had a 94 year old woman who was supposed yes. to come on and then she got in a little fender bender this morning yeah. and was kind of freaked out. So um, she knew exactly who to get. Oh, and good. she just went, you gotta get Colton. And there he is. <laughs> and there <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so glad we got you. Um, so Colton, you, you use Elements Health Club, you go there. That but is you, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, tell, so tell Kim and our audience the story because, um, this is profound. He told me just today, I was on the phone with him for half an hour and today. And, and so Colton, tell what, when this was and what's kind of happened, what started to happen. Um, so in July of 2019, um, I'll back up a little bit. So Sunday I went to work all day, uh, went to the gym after work hung out with my daughter and we just found out we're having our second kid. Uh, Monday morning, I woke up with almost 104 degree fever and I couldn't move my legs. So my wife came home from work, uh, took me to Oregon medical group and they were worried about that high of a fever and back pain going on for that long. So they got me in. So they hurried up, rushed me guy and got me into McKenzie Willamette. I believe it was either my third or fourth day I was in there. They finally did the MRI and they found I was born without a disc in my back and it was L5. Uh, so basically I had three quarters of my spine slipping towards my spinal cord. Oh, so um, basically I was, they, once they got everything figured out, they got a local team of surgeons involved. And then September of 2019, I had a bone fusion and a metal fusion done. To oh, keep wow. my spine in place. And things actually were going pretty good. Um, March of 2020, I started having a ton of complications. Um, so I had a cyst develop on the right side that just mm. kept growing. And during COVID, uh, that's when the midst of everything was happening. It took so long to get the x-ray, the MRI and the CT. And it caused quite a bit of da more damage and my nerves from L2 to S1, which are the ones that send signals to your legs. Oh, mm -hmm. So I got in and now Pacific Sports and Spine has took over my treatment. And on the 22nd, I'm actually going in for my 10th procedure slash 
10. Number 10. So, so go back. When this first happened, you said to me today that you were not, you knew nothing. Oh, knew yes. Nothing. Before this, I never had an ounce of back pain. I so, no idea. So you're laying in bed and all of a sudden you wake up and you can't move your legs. There's a little bit of movement to them, but it wasn't much. It, there was my, the back pain was unreal, the fever. And it, I woke up and my body just was totally drained. My legs aren't moving the way I want them to. They're, they're just not working. So then you said you dropped your cell phone. So yeah, when I went to call my wife, it's basically my phone was sitting on the nightstand and uh, basically I hit it off the nightstand and Araya, uh, she knew that, Hey, he normally texts me. He's up and moving. He's normally going to the gym about this time. What's going on. And that's when she came home. Because you couldn't get your phone. No. I mean, you were so paralyzed that you didn't hurt that you could not. I, I wouldn't necessarily say paralyzed. Um, it was there. Uh, the surgery definitely worked. I'm up and moving now. But yes, my movement was basically gone. Mm. Did you uh, they think that something led to that to all of a sudden just like day before or just. Uh, so they said uh, there's not very many cases of this from my understanding but when people are born without, uh, well, various different things in their back, it normally happens anywhere from 18 to 40 years old is when the issue arises or something oh. finally slips out of place. Okay. And so that it could be anything random. It could be rolling over. It just, when does it slip and how? Okay. Josh, that sounds so painful. I can't even imagine. So do you, do you have now a bar or like metal rod? So Yeah. So basically I have a uh, fusion done. So the metal fusion, it's plates going up and down my back with screws put through it. Mm. Oh, and so that goes, I would say about, it's hard to explain. So it's right below my tailbone. And I'd say it goes up to just below the middle of my back. So how has working out? So obviously it's changed the way you work out. But how has working out helps you get through that? Because you're, you, I mean, you're like I said, you were doing this stuff. You were hammering it out before this all happened. So, yeah, uh, first I'd say uh, mental capacity. That's. Oh, we, we, have, we have freeze issues tonight. Oh, no, gosh. He was right in this sentence. And you're, the, you're not the only two that aren't freezing. I know. I know. It's happened to me before, though. Oh, bummer. Gosh. Oh, I think he just, he's just frozen. Oh, you know, I know poor Marilyn and Colton. How do you think Colton looks like that? I mean, I think it's actually know. not too bad of a, of a know, shot. It's, I guess it's better than what if it was like, I've had know. a lot of those. Yeah. So I, we well, could do our, our own freeze. <laughs> closed. Oh no. I know. <laughs> it's never cute. Oh, you know what? While he's frozen, um, you, did you, did I'm you get him out here? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, pull him out there since he's frozen. Okay. Did we should we put that question up again too? Oh god, they're going up. crazy on that thing. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Um, well, I, I was almost done with him anyway. So yeah, you guys, our question is: Wait, there's sorry, Colton. Oh, yeah, I just moved it to my phone. Colton, oh, okay. okay, so you you get to help us now that you're back. And wait, look, Marilyn's here too. Hi, Marilyn. They both went to their phones and now they're having better luck. So, okay. So look at you two. Okay. So we're going to, they're going to be our co-hosts. So <laughs> you guys, 
Kim, tell him what the question yeah, is. You guys didn't know you were in for this. The question of the day, you guys, is what fruit makes you the happiest? And we, I don't think we've gotten it yet. I've seen a lot okay, of so we got mango, watermelon, passion fruit, dragon fruit, nectarine, kiwi, strawberries, kiwi, strawberries, orange, pineapple. A fruit oh that God. makes me happy is pineapple, blueberries, kale and okay. pineapple, cantaloupe, bananas, peaches, coconut. Is that a fruit? No, okay, I did hear I did hear you finally go buy it there. Pineapple. Someone got it. Peaches. Nope. Um Any guesses, Marilyn and Colton? Colton. Banana. Maryland. Okay. I'm going with banana. Okay. Marilyn got it. And somebody else who said banana. It is banana. It was only, that was only two guesses for banana. So Marilyn, how did you know? Oh, cause you're a mom. <laughs> no, God, you, <laughs> yes. That's right. It, it, it has a, it natural smile. It just looks like a smile. So it makes Ooh, me happy, I guess. I don't good. know. <laughs> that's a good, like that's that. a good way to do that. Except when right. I eat cantaloupe, I cut it up into the smile thing. I, 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 you know, so. And a lot of people that's were guessing true. like fruity, like fruit from real tropical fruits. I noticed too, because that would make you, okay. So banana, the reason it makes you happy is because it contains about 30% of your daily recommended intake of vitamin B6, which produces serotonin. And so, and they also say to eat banana at night because it helps you sleep, but it also has an effect to make you happy. Who knew? I didn't I know. Think, I think you may be bananas. <laughs> well, I eat bananas every morning. No, I think you are bananas. Well, I am bananas. I'm, I eat bananas. I am bananas. It can make you crazy and happy. Yep. Okay. So why we, since we have everybody here, um, I want to show you, like I now live in, Mon so Maryland, I lived in Oregon for uh, my whole life. And then my wife and I just recently moved to Montana and we're now homeless. So you should cry because we feel sorry for us. We live in an Airbnb yeah, I know. <laughs> and we have an offer on a house right now. And we find out by three o'clock tomorrow if we get it. But over the weekend, we kind of had this moment where Kathy and I looked at each other and go, we moved to Montana not to look for a home, not to do our business all the time, but we moved here to go do something fun. And so we went and she bought and I bought a pair of cross country skis. <laughs> what else do you do with it? Oh my gosh. so gorgeous i think i know why you like it there <laughs> oh and then marilyn so we get halfway out there and we're sitting there and i said to kathy so um 
I wonder how long grizzly bears hibernate. <laughs> and Kathy goes, I don't know. Cause we didn't have any bear spray and we didn't have, we didn't have anything. And I'm going, well, I've got my little poles from my, you know, cause you see me out there trying to stab a bear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody's probably going to come on and go, yeah, you dummies. The bears are still hibernating, but you are going to get eaten by something. Well, um, Marilyn Holton, thank you so much for being here tonight. And Marilyn kind of disappeared. Her yeah. signal was kind of coming in and out. But it's fun I to know, have she's her. She's a Canadian co-host. I know. It was um, so fun. Well, speaking of bears, she's a mama bear. And so check out her site. I had a couple of people say, thank goodness something like this is out there because we need these resources. So Okay. So parents with an S, aware.info. Colton, we'll see yes. you around. Okay, buddy? Sounds good. Have a good rest of your night. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. All right, Kimmy, I'm going to yeah, toss it to Bill, but you have kids to okay. take care of, so you, you go do your thing. And, I'll uh, go I'm get them. Thank you for the video. Okay. Sounds good. All right. See you later. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM, 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London. Hola. And I just put my brackets together based on the team's mascots. I got UAB versus the Blue Devils. UAB's a dragon. It's got to be an epic battle. All right, here's what's going on. So Oregon is now adopting some interesting new standards for teaching kindergarten social studies. Yes, social studies in kindergarten. And the standards are emphasizing what they refer to, the ODE does, as Inherent human differences like race in the curriculum. Social studies for kindergartners in Oregon now has, quote, integrated with ethnic studies and centers around teaching Oregon's youngest students to understand humans' inherent differences like race, gender, and religion, according to, I always like when they use this word, guidance from the Oregon Department of Education. It's not guidance when they're telling you what to teach. The new teaching standards encourage kindergartners to understand, quote, one's own identity groups and, quote, identify examples of unfairness or injustice towards individuals or groups and the change makers who worked to make the world better unquote, as well as, quote, possible solutions to injustices that demonstrate fairness and empathy. The new standards were adopted last March, but currently they're only optional until 2026 and 27 school year, at which point they are mandatory. According to the new teaching guidelines, students in first grade will learn how to, quote, describe how individual and social characteristics are used to divide, unite, and categorize racial, ethnic, and social groups. Second graders will learn how to, quote, use listening, consensus building, and voting procedures to decide on and take informed action to interrupt injustice or promote justice in their community. Third grade students will learn how to, quote, identify how systems of power, including white supremacy, institutional racism, racial hierarchy, and oppression affect the perspectives of different individuals in groups when examining an event, issue, or problem with an emphasis on multiple perspectives. In high school, students will be asked to, quote, identify and explain how the business cycle has a positive and negative disparate impact 
on the allocation of resources for producers and consumers, including traditionally underrepresented groups in multiple communities in urban, rural, regional, and global economies. Sounds kind of like critical race theory. The National Republican Leadership Committee named Oregon a target for meaningful Republican victories this election cycle. According to state Republican leader Tim Canope, the reasons are simple. He says, the failures of a decade of unified control under the Democrats are starting to stack up for everyone to see from inflation and the cost of living, crime, homelessness, and nonstop government overreach. He says, Oregonians are tired of the status quo. Pacific Northwest climatologists, forest fire officials, and experts from the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration are sounding an alarm about the Pacific Northwest drought conditions. Currently, 74% of the Pacific Northwest is in drought, with 19% in extreme or exceptional drought. Despite a promising wet and snowy start to the winter season, the continuing drought means less water for spring and summer recreation and irrigation and also extreme fast-moving wildland fires. So, incoming University of Oregon students could be paying more tuition starting this summer. University of Oregon officials are discussing that. Right now, Oregonians pay $14,420 a year in tuition and fees at the U of O. That's in-state Oregonians. For out-of-state students, it's $40,460. What at the University of Oregon for an undergraduate is worth that much money? Anyway, for incoming in-state students, they are probably looking at a 4.5% increase <coughs> for incoming... <coughs> Out-of-state students, it would be 3%. The increase would affect those starting in the summer of this year and run through the spring of next year. I like this. The law school is proposing a 5% increase, saying it's needed to maintain program quality, cover rising operational costs, and continuing investing in their student success. If I'm a student, can I decide how I want to invest in my success? How are they going to invest in my success? They've already said they want to maintain program quality. That's like saying, I want more of your money and uh, because, yeah, because I need it because, you know, uh, I'm investing in you. An advisory panel is seeking comments as it writes rules for how Oregon is going to offer paid family and medical leave. The legislature approved the program back in 2019. It was set to start this year. But last year, lawmakers extended the deadlines to January of next year for the program to collect its first payroll taxes and September 3rd of 2023 for the first payment of benefits. So you, the worker, will pay 60% and employers will cover 40% to the fund. Workers who earn at least $1,000 during the previous year would qualify for up to 12 weeks of paid family leave. 
So you made $1,000 during the entire year and you still get 12 weeks of paid family leave? Yes, the maximum benefit is set at $1,215 a week. Nine members are going to advise the Oregon Department, uh, Employment Department on rules required to carry out the law. The advisory committee is scheduling a virtual meeting from 9 a.m. to noon on Thursday. And we know how these virtual meetings go. Remember all the virtual meetings we had about the mask mandate and almost everybody that testified said, don't make it permanent. So what did they do? They made it permanent. And even though, and I'm just going to say this and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, they just dropped the mask mandate. No, the way the rules are written, they made it permanent. They could rescind it at any time, but by the same token, without any meetings whatsoever, they can reinstall the mask mandate. Yes, government is listening to you, they promise. All right, time, uh, Rick, it's, man, I'm just all over the place today. <laughs> Rick, get real, please just get real. Get me out of here. Roll us with real, Rick. I'm going to save Bill. <laughs> He's right. Um, yeah, and I wrote a blog last night that got people kind of hot and bothered. Um, you know, I think we have to remember as people, um, <clears throat> we are the power. We are the voice. And if we allow government to shut us up, we deserve what we get. And if people are just listening to sound bites and then making their decisions, um, you know, I asked people last night on, on my page, um, is your life looking at the inflation, looking at the gas prices, looking at we're now at war because uh, there's probably not a country in the, in the world that's afraid of us anymore or um, sees us as a power. Um, is your life better today than it was under the last administration? And, uh, and, and it, it started out a, a storm uh, of people, but I'm always like, I'm always watching with stuff like that to see what people say. And it was just like watching the news, like watching sound bites coming out. Um, it's so obvious that we are not as humans doing our homework and we're listening to one narrative and that's both sides, Republicans and Democrats, and they're listening to their one narrative and not listening to everybody. So um, I'll tell you, you know, if we if we allow this to be taken away, it will be. And until you stand up like Dr. Bratlin and say, you know what, the last two years, it's not going to happen again. And I've learned and I'm not going to next time. I'm not going to even do anything that you ask me to do. <laughs> and that's how it is. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a weird show tonight, but hey, I, um, I'm glad you guys joined in. I'm glad we figured out that the banana is the fruit that makes you the happiest. And so go suck on a banana and uh, make yourself happy. Um, we will be back tomorrow night. Um, we have uh, Rob from Charleston going to do some uh, reports on uh, what's going on down on the Oregon coast. And we also have a bunch of business owners in Springfield, Oregon, who are pretty upset with the city because their city's going to put in a bunch of roundabouts. And not only is that going to cause construction issues for businesses because it's going to be a long construction period, but uh, as I understand it, a few, at least one that I know of, uh, businesses is going to be torn down uh, because it's in the way of the roundup. So that guy with Dutch Brothers is not very happy. Chris is not really happy. So he will be here um, 
to uh, to talk about that. Yeah, I'd love to see your guys' opinion. Um, that's the question. Are, is your life better today under this administration or the last administration? I would love to know what you have to say. Just write your answer in there on the comment section. I do check them out. Um, and I will see uh, tomorrow. I'll figure out what you guys said. All right. Have a good night. And I am coming to you live from Livingston, Montana, because we're bigger than Oregon. We're Oregon. We're Washington. We're Idaho. And we're Montana. We are America. <laughs>